a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you today. We're going to continue our conversation. We've been talking about what you can do, what your role in all of this is to make sure we uh, flatten that curve and move things forward in a positive way as it relates to the coronavirus. And uh, so great to have uh, joining us on the line, Scott Miller, a good friend of the program. He's the executive vice president of thought leadership at Franklin Covey. And uh, Scott, thanks for joining us on a Monday. Boy, my pleasure. Thanks for having me back. Wonderful. Hey, I I, uh, I noticed that uh, we have some new things coming out. We I was thinking about this over the weekend, actually. Uh, that the uh, it, it is coming up on the thirtieth anniversary of Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, and I saw that in a number of interesting news clips over the weekend. And I know you've got a, a new thirtieth anniversary edition coming out here, coming up in May. Right. Can you believe it's been 30 years since our co-founder, Dr. Covey, authored The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People? That book has sold 40 million copies around the world in more than 50 languages. And his son, one of his sons, Sean Covey, who you know, of course, wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens, he has reissued the book for Franklin Covey with new insights and modern-day applications on each of the seven habits that book will launch uh, in English around the world in May. We're very excited about That's... making those habits present and available for everybody that we know now are more relevant than ever. Yeah. With, uh, you know, the issues that we're facing. So we're excited about. Uh, Dr. Covey's enduring legacy. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's it's amazing. I when I saw thirtieth, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm so old, but <laughs> but relevant, but relevant today. And uh, so I thought we could hit today uh, this wonderful concept that I I don't think we can talk about enough, which is this idea of having your uh, circle of influence versus your circle of concern. A lot of people are feeling out of control right now. Uh, as it relates to the virus and things that, that are just beyond their control, the uncertainty of it all, what's the principle and what's the action plan? Sure. Well, this is the concept that companies around the world hire Franklin Covey to help solve at all levels of leadership. And these principles are relevant in our personal lives, this idea of there are things in life that we can control and things that we can't control. We call it your circle of influence, those things you can't control, versus your circle of concern, those things that you're worried about, but you just cannot control. And many of us naturally tend to gravitate towards concern and worry and fear about the things that we're concerned about. I mean, in fact, we spend a lot of time and energy wasted on things you can't control. I I can't control what's happening in in northern Italy. I I can be concerned about it, but I cannot control it. So I think one of those practices, those tips that we teach people is think about an opportunity that you are currently facing. List everything you can't control about it, and then kind of let it go away, almost put it to bed. And then instead, focus on your circle of influence, those things within your life, within your organization, your family, that you actually can control. List them out. In fact, list out one today, a big challenge that you're facing in your life. 
It might be your own health. It might be your finances. could be your family. List everything within that situation you can control, and then maybe determine what's one thing, one, one action I could take today to stay within my circle of influence, the things, in fact, that I can control around my life. Uh, so, so important. In fact, I'm going to invite all of our uh, listeners right now. So, again, we're talking about this circle of influence versus uh, circle of concern. Uh, and, again, on that influence, if you can influence it, if you can take action on it, that's that's within your control uh, and so I'm going to ask people to text in today. You can use our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line, so 57500. Text me one thing that is in your circle of influence today, things that you can control that you are going to act on, that you are going to do today uh, to be in control of your world and, and to make a difference out there. Uh, if you're just joining us, we've got Scott Miller on the line, Executive Vice President of Thought Leadership for Franklin Covey, uh, and we're talking about again, this this space, again, in this very interesting world that we're currently in. Uh, and obviously, we, we can't control what's what's going on in Italy. We can't control what's going on in Manhattan. Uh, but we can control what's going on in, in our lives and uh, in our family and in our community. We can, we can take action. We can make a difference there. Uh, Scott, as you've applied this, and you've applied this in organizations around the world and for individuals of all kinds, from executives to salespeople and everyone in between, uh, give us another strategy of how do you make sure you stay present? Because it it seems to me that in our Internet, always connected world, that it seems like the focus is always on things that are outside of that uh, circle that uh, that are kind of beyond us that tend to be the focused and the loudest in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't I think it's natural, boy. I think it's human to be concerned about and worried about, you know, the ventilators in New York City, right? And which governors have or have not issued a mandatory stay at home. It's natural. I think as, as people we we are concerned about our fellow humans and our our you know, broader humanity. But there's a difference between being fixated and worried about things you can't influence and take that same energy and put it on areas that you can. And like, for example, in my family, my wife and I live down here in the avenues in Salt Lake City, and we can take care of our three boys. We can make sure that my wife and I aren't going to the grocery store unnecessarily. If we do go out, we're wearing masks and gloves. These are things within our circle of influence. We can choose not to go and take takeout, or even walk around the block where we might actually, you know, encounter someone. Now, again, everyone has to take care of what's right for their own mental and physical health. But I think if you recognize it's natural to worry about what's happening in New York City and China and in Italy, that's part of being a good person. But if you really want to be effective, Dr. Covey's book was titled The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm. Effective people are proactive people. And proactive people are very deliberate around understanding what I can control and what I cannot. And they put their time and their energy emotionally, physically, and mentally in their circle of influence. One of the things right now, today, that if I were to act on this, this could help expand my circle of influence. I could think about today, how do I pay May's mortgage or right. May's rent or, you know, take care of my family in the summertime. I think it's, you know, it says easy and sometimes more difficult than just talking about on the radio, but if you, if you recognize it's natural to think about things you can't control, 
then you can direct that energy into things you can. Oh, fantastic. Scott Miller, Executive Vice President of Thought Leadership at Franklin Covey. Uh, Scott's book is The Management Mess to Leadership Success. Uh, love that. We'll talk about that on another day. Uh, and again, coming up the 30th anniversary, a new edition of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Uh, Scott, thanks so much for joining us. Great insight uh, in a really critical time. Thank you, boy. Look forward to coming back. All right. Very good. Uh, I always try to get people to to think that the most practical example of what you can control and what you can't, uh, since I commute back and forth and spend time in my car, you know, when I'm in a hurry, when I'm late for a meeting uh, and I get to a red light, no matter how tightly I grip that steering wheel, the, the light does not care. And it's going to turn green when it turns green. Uh, trying to control it, getting upset about it, getting angry uh, doesn't help the cause at all. And so you have to kind of think that way. Uh, and I often would tell people, uh, you know, there's only two things in life that you can worry about. You can worry about things that you can't control. And I think we'd all agree that that's crazy because if you can't control it, you can't control it. But it's even more crazy to worry about the things that you can control. Because if you can control it, you can create a plan and you can take action and you can move things forward. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. When we come back, Senator Mike Lee will join us. We're going to talk about the FISA court and uh, all things going on here in the state of Utah and across the country. Stay with us. You're listening to KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.